it helps them increase their confidence in who they can become. And the, the, the thing of why I focused more on the necessity is because if I focus first of all on purpose, then teenagers may feel pressure that, oh, what if I don't know my purpose? Then does it mean I'm not good? Does it mean that I don't know anything? Does it mean this, that, that? And that's why I focus more on the necessity. You are necessary in this world. You have a space in this world. You have a contribution to make in this world. And when a teenager can have that as an identity, that they are necessary, it does a lot of things for them. It gives them the confidence that even I, as their coach, I don't even have the level of confidence that I've seen in many young people today. Hey parents, welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast for parenting tips. I'm really excited. I am joined with Miss Fina Chichi all the way from London. Fina, how are you doing today? I am good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. This is awesome. so fun. I'm so yes. excited to chat with you because your um, area of expertise is like so niche and so mm. cool that I think our parents are just going to like love it. Um, so for parents, uh, Fina is actually a uh, parenting consultant and teens coach with 15 years of experience specifically in helping teens find their passion and purpose. And what just an amazing thing to have in life. So thank you for that. That's awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So I always like to start off with a question um, about how you show up in your own life, and then we'll kind of jump into um, your work and what you do. I've personally taken your course and I've uh, I've seen the benefits of it. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to share that with our audience. But to start awesome. us off, can you sh- uh, tell us, Fina, um, where you're from and mm-hmm. also what you do to show up in your own life um, to be a purposeful parent? I'd love to know. Awesome. It's a great question, um, Caitlin. I am I'm from London, UK. <laughs> you can tell from my accents. I'm from London, UK. And how I show up in my own life is by tapping into myself first. I can't do anything in the day without having a quiet time. At least an hour is my minimum where I have some time to myself. I meditate, I pray, I journal, and then I can step out there in the world. Uh, It's something that I've done now for over consistently for over 10 years. Wow. And it really does help me um, settle into my space. It helps me to be very conscious and very um, emotionally aware. Um, of, of of people around me, of how I present myself and how I what I contribute to the world. Very, very intentional. That's very intentional. that's inspiring because I know you shared you have three children. I have three children, yes. And you shared their ages, which means you were doing this when they were in their like elementary school. Years, exactly. Like like, exactly. <laughs> I used to wake up way earlier than all of them. Like I wake up like 5 a.m. way oh, wow. before they wake up. And then I get my own time so that once they're once they're awake, then it's, it's all it's all good. I'm, I'm I'm in a settled place. I'm in a calm place, and I can operate from a better from a better place. And I think that really helped my my parenting. Definitely, that's, that's amazing. That's inspiring. I have done my versions of that. I cannot mm-hmm. get up that early consistently. Are you like mm-hmm. Are you a scheduled person? Like before that, have you always kind of been? You know what? Not really. Not really, but I just needed, I just, I couldn't find, I just needed some time before everyone woke up in the morning. Yep. And as soon as I started doing it, I felt so good about myself. Okay. And it just, I had to, I, I, but I'm very consistent. Once I start something, yeah, I am, I'm, I, I do, I do call myself a consistent queen. Uh, once I get <laughs> well, into it, <laughs> but I have to get into it first. Sometimes I'm not consistent in some things, but. Uh, yeah. Once I see the benefit of it. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a, And you would say you started seeing the benefit pretty immediately, like within yes. the first month. Yes, I did. Oh, that's yes, so good. I, I love it. All right. So I guess I got to get past my two or three days straight and then I'll. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and just give yourself, give yourself the chance because you would, you know, sometimes slip back, but just keep going and yeah, you'll get into the rhythm of it. That's amazing. I love it. So, so Fina, start us off by um, giving a bit of a backstory about what you do, how you started getting into it, and then we're going to dive into some of, like, your course materials, what you've learned. Um, I'm super excited to share this with our audience. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. So, I started this journey um, 15, officially uh, 15, 15 years ago. My mom lost her two sisters at various points in the year um, due to illnesses and stuff. And it just made me really sit down and think to myself, like, what's this life all about? Because I was very close to one of them. 
It's very close to her. And so that really affected me. And I thought, Auntie Mabel has, has just gone. Auntie Mabel used to be so flashy, you know, when she's wearing things, you know, her nails were always the same colors with her outfits, you know. She was just that lady that just stood out in the crowd. And for me to know that she was gone, it just made me really reflect about life and say, what is this life all about? I don't want to just do nothing, not contribute to anything, and my life just ends. What am I here for? Wow. Yeah. So that was a question I asked myself, and I did some intense work with it, like asking myself questions, reflecting, reading some books on finding your purpose. Great. I did all that and came to a conclusion um, that my life was based with young people, because I, I love young people. And I used to get on with so many of my cousins, my young cousins that were young adults then and teenagers. I used to get on so much with them. And there was just something about it. I, I was, I'm very good. I'm a very good listener. I listen very well. And I'm also a very big encourager. So I think those two things were things that really connected me and teenagers together. And I just used to hear teenagers say, you know, well, my life doesn't, I don't, my life doesn't mean anything. I'm not enough. Just a lot of negative yeah, self-talk self and stuff. And I used to say, but why, you know, I'm like, I almost tempted to say, why would you say that? But of course, as a coach, you don't ask them, why would they say that? Yeah. You then have to start saying, okay, tell me more. Mm -hmm. so that you can then grab some more from what they're actually saying. And so I found out that my listening to them, sometimes I would be in a, with a group of teenagers and they would just talk, 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 talk. Everyone would share their stuff. And all I would do is listen. And they would want, we would do that again very often. And then every now and then I'll come and then encourage them. And they would say, Fina, that thing you said last time, do you know what? When I was taking my exam, I just remembered you. I was remembering your voice. I was doing, so there was a lot of those kind of, testaments you know if not for you i wouldn't have done this if not for you i wouldn't have done that and then a lot of many of them were saying i wish you were my mom mm, it's awesome i wish i were your mom i wish my mom listened the way you did you know so all these feedbacks i was getting from young people made me know that for me to be able to really accomplish this work with the young people i need to also coach the parents as well mm. And so that was how I went into the coaching parents um, arena and started helping parents a lot. Um, my thing with parents, where I'm very different with parents is I always want them to know that it's a very non-judgmental space because there's always this, there has always been this stigma. And because of from the years back, um, I've seen a shift in the way parents embrace um, learnings now, parenting education before in the past. It was a struggle. Okay. It was a struggle because yeah. many parents didn't admit to any issues. It was a stigma to even talk about it. Right. It means you're not okay. You're not perfect. It means you are not, you are a bad parent. So right. why, why would I share anything with sure. you? But over the years, I've seen the involvement. I've seen the change. Uh -huh. And I'm excited about the change because now a lot of young people are going to be helped because their parents are willing to be helped. So wow. that's, that's amazing. Oh, I love this. There's so many amazing things here that I want to like talk about. One mm -hmm. of them is like, either, you know, it's like the primary thing, like the conversations yeah. that we have here serve a yeah. primary purpose, but there's yeah. like a second and tertiary benefit that are like woven in to everything in life. And your example is like exactly why this podcast exists. Mm. Like there are parents out there who I've talked to in our interviews and they're, they want more from their, for their life. And they don't know exactly what that is yet. And they're in the midst of breastfeeding and babies and diapers and kids in sports. And they don't have all the time and resources to dedicate to it, but they want to start to nurture what that can be. And so I just want to point out, like, your example is incredible. And by the way, for those of you who were not on the pre-call, yeah. Fina, you had an important job. You were an accountant. You were serving an important purpose from a yes. business perspective. It's not like you didn't contribute, yes. but you felt in your heart that there was more that you wanted to be. You yeah. were already a, an amazing mom mm -hmm. um, to amazing children and you had a career, Yeah, but there was something in there that said, but there's more of me yes. to unravel, unwrap and just play with. And I, yeah. I mean that, if that's not the journey of self mastery, like that's amazing. So mm -hmm. 
kudos for being able to recognize it and then allowing it the proper time for it to incubate and nurture into what it was supposed to be, which I think is always going to be a period, right? Like you can equate it back to kids, like when they're babies and then to youth and then adults, like ideas are no different. They need time to really root and to, and to be given life and to like be nurtured. Um, and it can also be squandered if you if you don't have if you do like only have negative self talk and nothing to help it. So yeah. I just think your example is so incredible. Um, not only to the teens that you help, but also to adults, right? And I'm I'm happy I get to be a forum to share that story. So yeah. um, that's amazing. Okay, so now so now you have the teens on board and you have the mm-hmm. parents on board, yes. and you're creating a beautiful non judgmental space yes. um, to be able to help them both. Yes. Okay, cool. So share with us a little bit on how you do that, what that looks like, maybe some of the stuff you've learned, whatever's on your heart. Mm, yes, it's it's been a learning journey, as you said. It's been an evolving journey as well uh, because I do a lot of speaking. Uh, I do a lot of um, webinars and live videos on Instagram. I used to do a lot of live videos on Facebook and I stopped for a while, but then I'm, I'm starting back again. Um but I think one of the, one of, not I think, I, I know one of my gifts are in my voice um, and in speaking um, to, to, to parents and to teenagers. And so I, I use that gift a lot um, um, in helping to do that. So a lot of my programs are more on webinars, online courses um, that I do. And then I also run um, some group group courses as well for young people and as, as i mentioned um, before uh, to you at the start at the, at the beginning i have a program for young people coming up that's going to be a monthly it's a monthly um zoom program that we have um empowering the next gen academy and it's for helping young people to understand their necessity I love this. And actually embrace their necessity and use that to make a difference in their lives and live their lives on purpose. And I think it's so important for young people in today's arena that they they have so much voices to contend with. Yeah. And so it's so important that they learn from an early age how to filter the noise and how to own their own space because every child is gifted. Oh, 100%. And if every child can understand their uniqueness and embrace that uniqueness, then the world is their oyster. They have a lot of opportunities out there that we want to prepare them to be ready for. Yes. And so it's so vital that a young person is listened to. It's so vital that a young person is understood. And so that's why a lot of the journey and a lot of the courses and stuff that I've even done on my, you know, for my own knowledge, is learning about the adolescents, understanding their brain work, how their brain works, yes. understanding different temperaments, just just kind of understanding a young person for who they are. And through that journey, it has helped me more in then helping parents. A lot of times parents ask questions and I'm, because of my experience with my own children and with the, with the young people that I coach, I'm able to help parents in a way that is quite unique. And yeah. so parents are of my DMs, <laughs> always questions, you know, long stories. And then, you know, I, I a lot of times I, I use voice notes to reply to them because by the time you start typing away. You can, you I'm with go, you. I love the voice note. Yeah, you know, I'm like, all right, enough of this. Yeah. Yes, I'll have the words anyway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's been it's it's been a, a great journey. And the, the beautiful thing that I love about this journey and what has helped me a lot in this journey is because because I talk to young people, young people share their frustrations with me. Mm. Young people share their worries with me. Young people share what about that what their parents do that doesn't they don't like and all these kind of things. I'm able to then use that in then advising parents, not yes. just not calling names or anything, but just using the content, the context in then teaching parents how to do it the right way. We have many parents who are unfortunately stuck in the past. Yeah. So parenting the way that their parents, their parents parented them. Right. And a lot of them, I, I, I smile when some parents tell me, well, you know, my parents did it that way and I turned out okay. And I'm like, mm, okay, I'm glad you turned out okay, but please, can we give our children of this generation a chance to even turn out more than okay? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. And that, so that's how I kind of answer, I respond to that, that comment of I turned out okay. I want our children to turn out more than okay. Yeah. Okay, the okay. world is different than when we were kids. So we have to prepare them. I look in your course that you, it's like, it seems so 
it's like there's two different facets. It's like kids need a certain environment to thrive, but they also yes. they need to know how to thrive in less than perfect. Like I I think the concept of mm-hmm. perfection is such a disservice to kids. Oh, totally, totally. And, and to like give them like sometimes it's actually good that maybe we're not perfect parents because mm-hmm. that's not the world, and they need to know how to have their own filter and their own foundation of values to then see and discern and and figure out how they want the world yes. to to shape you said like yes. the world is their oyster how do they shape that exactly. um obviously your course will go into a lot of detail and so i think it's incredibly valuable i'll post everything down below that you do mm-hmm. um but in your communications with kids and going back and forth with parents can yes. you give a few examples of maybe where parents miss like, mm-hmm. like, like some common themes that you see, oh, right? Because yeah. I have a 15 year old. So as you're going through this, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the main ones that are so, so common is yelling. When parents yell at their at their teenagers, they probably a lot of times parents have gotten away with it when their teenagers are much younger. So teenagers, their children, you know, younger children just like, okay, my mom's shouting or my, my dad's yelled at me. It's, it's, it's. I would say it's normal, but they get used to it. Sure. But there's something that happens in their teen years, that separation that starts to happen, that individuation that starts to happen, sure. that makes the teen look back to think, why is she yelling at me? Why is he yelling at me? And then reacts to the yelling. And so parents are like, what's going on with you? Where have you, you know, what's, what's, why have you changed? But they have to change because that's the journey that they're on. It's their, their, their brain is changing. They're, they're looking for who they are. And that's and so, developmentally yeah, appropriate. That's what is. you want. That's what you want because that's what's that's the that's the foundation to their adulthood. So that's important. Um, yelling is one of them. The not listening factor is a big one. And so I hear young people tell me, my mom or my dad, they don't listen to me. And what I've picked up from those conversations that I've had with young people, and this is something I've shared with parents on um, on the on the listening bit, is that. When a teenager tells you, you don't listen to them, it's very important that you realize that that's just the comments. That's just, up, you know, you know, like how you've got the, um, the iceberg thing. That comment is just up there. There are already some conclusions that are below the surface. And one of those conclusions is that I don't matter. That's why they're not listening to me. Wow. Um, they don't love me. That's why they're not listening to me. I'm not enough. That's why they're not listening to me. So it's just more than that sentence. And that's what I like to get parents to understand that it's much more. That sentence is there's, there's a deeper conclusion that it's then affecting the choices our teenagers make. If they feel that they're not loved, because some teenagers have told me, oh, my parents don't love me. And I've said, did they tell you that? No, they didn't. But the way they talk to me, the way they don't listen to me, I know that they're not, I'm not loved. And it really stopped. The first time I heard that, it stopped me in my tracks. I was like, <gasps> in my mind, I was like, there's a lot of work to be done here because mm. it's those conclusions that is the foundation to a lot of the challenging behaviors that we see out there. And if we don't get to the root of the matter, because what a lot of us as pet, what a lot of parents do is we're trying to help, we're trying to solve the problem. But the problem, there's there's a foundation to the problem. Yeah. And we need to get to that foundation. And that's why one of the biggest things that I talk about most of the time is that we've got to learn to listen to wow. them. Because the more we get to listen to them, guess what? That conclusion underneath there will shift. Yes. They will say, oh, she does love me. Oh, he does love me. And when when a teenager knows that they're loved, that empowers them. That gives them the confidence. That gives them the, oh, I'm not taking them. The boundaries, they're so confident and they're so powerful to say no to those negative peer pressure. But if they don't feel loved, then guess what? When someone, a peer comes in, you know, one of their peers and says, oh, let's do this, let's do that. The first thing a teenager will want to do is to please that friend mm-hmm. because they don't want to be rejected. They don't want to feel, they don't want to feel that they're not loved. So that is why as parents, wow. we've, got to, we've got to do the work yeah. and make them know that we love them, show them by listening to them. It's not by buying them gifts. It's not by being perfect. There's no perfection in parenting and there's no need to even chase perfection. Because perfection is an illusion. 
Yeah. Oh, man. So good. So listening is, is if, if, there's, if there's anything that any parent can take away from the conversations that we have today, Amazing. listening is definitely on the top, on the top most list. And that's the course that we took um, was your peer pressure course. So yes. my daughter is privately uh, homeschooled. So we um, mm -hmm. get to build her curriculum. And that's how I found you off yeah. of Udemy and, yes. and that course. And mm -hmm. um, I will tell you as a personal testimony, I thought it was incredible um, to give people that, especially kids that are homeschooled because yes. they just, they don't get the same uh, quantity of social interactions. So mm -hmm. you want to make sure there's a filter for the quality of interactions. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Fina, what you just shared is like life-altering, amazing gold. Thank you for that. Um, yes, I know. I wanted to do that too. That's like, <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's a practice with the yes. listening. Yes. Um, are there one or two practical tips or is there one or two um, maybe mental um, heuristics a parent can have in their arsenal as they're going to react for them to like just start on their journey? Yes. One of the, the biggest tools that I will share with parents is to really work on themselves. Do you know what, Ian? If you spend some time, even if it's five minutes, it doesn't have to be the hour that I said because I had the hour. It doesn't have to be that. But even if it's five minutes a day that you spend by yourself and really intentionally tell yourself what you are who you're going to be in the day. For me, one of the things that I'm always telling myself is I am a peaceful parent. Oh, I love that. I am a peaceful parent. And so what that does to me, is, or for me, is that when there's a situation that would, would normally cause a reaction, I'm very quick to pause. I believe in the power of pausing. I'm very quick to pause, to just situate myself to say, okay, what's going on here? In my mind, I'm saying, what do I need to say? What's going on? What's going on? Like, I've, I've, I've allowed myself the opportunity to pause. And even if that pauses for two minutes. And then what I can say, if I haven't still got an answer or I haven't got anything to say in that moment, or if I feel that I'm getting frustrated and upset about the situation, I will say, you know what? Let's talk about it later. And I will run off. <laughs> Literally, sometimes, like, okay, I've got to go. Because I know that it's okay to get frustrated at things. It's okay to get upset at things. But what it's not okay to do is to say some things in that moment that I won't be able to unsay, if there's a word like unsay. I won't be able to take it back. And words for me personally matters a lot to me. When I was growing up, I was so conscious about the adults that spoke at me. I used to feel, oh, why are they talking like that? You were closed up. You literally. I was scared. Yeah, well, I couldn't understand. And my sisters would be like, oh, no, it's no big deal. But to me, it was a big deal. Yeah. It was a very big deal. When I heard adults yelling at kids, I used to think, wow, they're wicked. They're, they're really bad. That was my, as a young person, mm -hmm. <laughs> as a young person, that was my, my view of adults who yelled. So as an adult, that's something that it's not even, it, yes, I'm sure there were times where I've yelled, of course, especially in emergency times. If I had, if my child was going near the hot cooker or near the hot kettle, of course, I'm going to shout, oh no, get out from there and stuff. But in moments where they do things, they haven't done something, they've forgotten to do something, I'm very conscious not to yell at them because I know how it made me feel when I was a kid. And so this may not be an easy journey, an easy um, um, thing for parents to do, but I will encourage parents to give it a try. Every effort that we make in parenting is a pros to our young people. Every effort. There are going to be times that we're going to slip back. But what I encourage parents is even when you slip back, please do the repair work. Don't let it linger on. Don't let it just go. Don't yell and then say, oh, it was four days ago or it was two years ago. And then they must have forgotten about it. I will tell you this secret. They haven't forgotten about it. And even if it doesn't come out now, it will come out later. Yep. So always do the work to repair. Apologize. Tell them I'm learning. I'm, I'm in this phase of life where I'm learning. So Please bear with me. Have patience with me. I don't want to yell. Call me out when I yell. I've told my, I used to tell my, my, my daughter, because one time my daughter was saying, Tamara was saying, mom, but you're not listening. 
I think my mind, I'm like, huh? I'm not listening. I thought I was a good listener, but I wasn't, I didn't defend myself with her. I said, oh, I'm not listening. Okay, please call me out when you know I'm not listening. That's awesome. And that's what I, and that's what I told her. And I don't think she has even called me out because I'm very more, I'm even more intentional now that after she had said it, I'm actually more intentional to actually listen. So it's a back and forth journey. And that's what I love about parenting. It doesn't have to be perfect. Because when we put perfection into the mix, then we put too much pressure. That's it. We put too much pressure. And our children don't need a perfect parent. Our children just need a present parent. I love that. That's so what good. our children need. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And it's, it makes life so fulfilling because what I found is when you're not present, and you put the worth on the external things because you're not present, you're just never going to fill that void. There's not enough yeah. insert yeah. widgets in the world yeah. to, to fulfill that. But, uh, yeah. but a true connection with your children, like, like strip everything else out of my life. Like if I just have a chance to watch them interact with each other and the world, like I am so full of joy and peace and it's just, wow. Right. Exactly. exactly. Man, and I, we had a, um, a real estate, uh, very successful real estate entrepreneur on, and he adopted two kids and he shared with mm-hmm. us, like he made this whole, a beautiful um, company and theology around, like you only have 18 summers to spend with your kids. And it's about mm-hmm. creating like great memories in, the, in that time. Mm-hmm. And he, he shared this statistic with me that like broke my heart. It's 80 to 90% of the time you'll ever spend with your kids is gone after that 18th summer. In, yes. in our modern society where they're all yes. college and stuff. And I'm like, like the gap in my, I think that it just, that was gut wrenching for me because yes. my kids are my best friends. Right? Yes. I love my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I look at my relationship with my parents and I'm not in that, I'm not in that statistic. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason my parents are awesome. My mm-hmm. husband and I like, we, we will go out on a Friday night with Ted and Rhonda and go take mm-hmm. them out to some video games and pizza mm-hmm. because they're hilarious. They're so yeah. much fun to hang out with. Yeah. But they, they, and they parented me, um, you know, the best they could. And yes. it was a different generation, but yes. you know, they were present and yes. they and they weren't perfect. And mm-hmm. I didn't need them perfect, you know. No, that's all. That's all. Because, yeah, again, it does it does a disservice to our kids. That's that's all. Oh, that's so good. Um so. I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole, but mm-hmm. you shared something at the beginning that I personally just need to ask you. And mm-hmm. it, it's about, especially since you know, my, my daughter comes to me through a non-traditional means, and yes. I think it works no matter the no matter the situation. Yes. But it was about helping teens find their um uh, it wasn't presence, it was their like purpose and yes, necessity. Necessity, yes. necessity. the perfect word because mm-hmm. I'm in my 30s. And mm. I can't tell you the amount of friends and, and people that I know and love and, and myself included who've spent countless days and months and thousands and thousands of dollars going through retreats and this and that and this tea and this tincture and whatever and this guru and this headband yes. or whatever it is to yes. help find their purpose, this religion, this this this, yes. this journey across the trek across the world, mm-hmm. all of it to, yes. to find their purpose because that is why we're here. Yeah. And the fact that you are bringing that into teenage vernacular is so amazing that makes my heart like makes my heart just burst wide open with with happiness so obviously this is a very long conversation and you don't have to go too far down the rabbit hole but Mm -hmm. i would just love to know a little bit about you know how you have found that can be possible and and what small things are are, because i'm sure they're simple and it's just about being present again Um, i'd love anything you want to share there fina would be amazing yes awesome awesome I, i i love the question because it's a question for me, the work that I do with young people in that in that arena has evolved over the years. At first, what I was doing very early on was I was showing them positive role models. So I would I had a magazine um, called Inspiring Ten to Teens magazine, and we will just share positive images because for me, what they see is what it helps them increase their confidence and who they can become. And the, the, the thing of why I focused more on the necessity is because if I focus, first of all, on purpose, then teenagers may feel pressured that, oh, what if I don't know my purpose? Then does it mean I'm not good? Does it mean that I don't know anything? Does it mean this, that, that? And that's why I focus more on the necessity. You are necessary in this world. You have a space in this world. You have a contribution to make in this world. And when a teenager can have that as an identity, that they are necessary. It does a lot of things for them. 
it gives them the confidence that even I, as their coach, I don't even have the level of confidence that I've seen in many young people today. And my confidence is great because I didn't have a great start like they, they have. I didn't know that that was necessary as a teenager. I didn't know I had, you know, I, I didn't know all this. And so focusing on them being necessary gives them a chance to be able to try out different things. They may love something today and next year they may not love it. And that's okay. It's part of the journey. I always give them my story. I was a chartered accountant. I'm not a chartered accountant today, even though I still can do accounting stuff. Um, I still pay for my chartered accountancy fees. Uh, <laughs> that's how I was talking about that to someone the other day. But it was good to just keep that going. It's, it's, it's not a problem. But I tell them that. And, and I always share this with young people so that they're comfortable enough to try out things. Of course. How do you know what you like? Yes. If they don't try out things, if they think, oh, I need to wait for that big purpose that I have, that big purpose that I will find when I'm, a, when I'm an adult, then they're going to be waiting for a long time. It's important that they start practicing now. And it's about their identity. It's about who they say they are. Inside. Inside. It's about yeah. that. Because every choice they make, every decision they make, everything they say is based on who they are on the inside. That's awesome. It's from, it's from there. And so getting them to talk and listening to them, and that's why I encourage parents to really do the listening part, because it's in the listening part that you will hear what they say about themselves. And then if they, if you can see that there are gaps or that a lot of things that they're saying about themselves are negative, then you have some tools to then teach them. Affirmations. I'm a very big believer in affirmations. You heard my alarm go off. You know, yeah. I, go, I go back and I just say a few affirmations. I am peaceful. I am calm. I am amazing. I've got something to contribute to this world. And for young people, yeah, I can do all things. You know, I'm great. I am bold. I'm confident. Very simple words. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated. I've worked with young people where I've, I've, we've talked about I'm amazing. And my a young person I coached um, a few months ago, she said, well, I don't feel amazing. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm lying when I say I'm amazing. So I said, I, I understand that feeling. Good for her. I said, I understand that feeling. And see what I said here? I didn't tell her that. That's, she shouldn't feel that way. I validated it. Yep. I said, yes, I understand that feeling. Here's what I want you to do for me, if you don't mind. Let's just say it one or two times. And what, from my experience, the more you say it, the more you will believe it. It's going to take some time, but just start saying it bit by bit. And yes, you're going to feel that you're telling yourself a lie. That's okay. But just say it some more. And every day I want you to say it and I want you to write it down as well in your journal. And this is what we continue to do in for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then after some time, she said, you know what, Fina, I'm, I'm more comfortable with it now. That's awesome. And for me, that was a breakthrough. That was a, massive, that was a massive breakthrough. Because for her to now acknowledge the fact that she's amazing, it's going to put less pressure on her to be a people pleaser. Yes. You, you see where I, what I mean? It's going Absolutely. to be less pressure for her. And so she's going to think, you know what? I'm amazing. If they want me to do something and I don't feel comfortable doing it, I can say no. I'm, yeah. And I'm okay with that because I'm amazing. And so it's just little terminologies like that that really makes a, dif a, a big difference. Many young people think that if they say I'm amazing, it means that they're bragging. And I say bragging means when you're saying, well, I'm amazing, you're not amazing, I'm the best, you're not, is when you start comparing yourself and putting right. somebody else down, that's when it's a bragging thing. But when you say, I'm amazing, I'm bold, I'm confident, that's good. It's important that you affirm yourself. Yeah. You can't wait for the world to affirm you because if you're waiting for that, you're going to wait a long, long time. Yes. And so that is what I teach young people. That is what I, I encourage young people um, um, to go about the business of being um, confident in who they are, being kind to themselves. Even my daughter, I, I, see, I say this on a very consistent basis because, yes, sometimes she can be confident and just be okay. Some other times she'll say, you know what, I'm feeling a bit down today. I heard something or someone said something or my friend said this and I'm feeling a bit low today. 
and I sit in and listen to that. And then start to share. Sometimes she will say, oh, I'm not feeling well, to, I'm not feeling that great today, but I don't want your advice. She will actually just literally say, yeah. she's not in the mood for that advice. At I that don't moment. want the self-work. I just want to sit in this for a minute. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I say, that's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm good. And then I'll walk away. I'll just leave her and just check in with her every now and then. You okay? Do you want something to drink? Do you want something to eat? I'll just check in with her. And then afterwards, what would she would come up to me and say, you know what? Yeah, that that happened. That this, this, and I would just sit in and listen. Because they need time to process too. They do. They need. They need it's time. Interesting. Like you may not experience this as much personally because maybe mm -hmm. your morning practices or mm -hmm. um, your you know journey. But I, I will say that I have you mm -hmm. know multiple days a week where there mm -hmm. are moments where I'm off, and it used to be a lot more. And I think mm -hmm. I think it has to do a lot with intentionality, moving mm -hmm. toward your purpose. Purpose. Yeah. I just yeah. had a. Um, I just got off a coaching call with my coaches and. Um, I have coaches for everything, right? I, okay. I just think, coach, I mean, I, I grew up playing sports. Coaches were very mm -hmm. valuable. Yes. You have great ones and you have other ones and you totally. just appreciate people for who, what they can bring. Totally. My, my business coaches were like lovingly slapping me around a little bit. Like mm -hmm. you're focusing on this neck and you're focusing on this podcast is too much. You have to like do mm -hmm. one. And I'm like, but I, but the purpose, the podcast, mm. the purpose behind it, I can't ignore my heart on that. Like, yes, I'm going to yes. do it. And my daughter yes. wants to do the snack thing. So yes. I guess we're going to have to make both work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like, it, it has to like, so I say that to say the purpose, like following, mm. like following your purpose or a purpose or mm. what's the movie and the, the pursuit of happiness. Yes, it's, not, happiness. it's not always linear, right? Like yes. mine's like, boop, 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 Mine looks like that mm. old long game, you know? Um, but right now, like, that's okay. And obviously, if I did, like, from a business perspective, if I did one, I could yeah. probably do it faster. But is my heart and my soul going to be satisfied? Yes. yes. So we're going to yes. take the Caitlin path, and we're going to yes. do it the way that feels right to me. And exactly. Okay. Uh, and to your point, it, so I used to, like, back in another life, and I'll wrap mm. this all back, I used to be a personal trainer, and I learned a lot mm. about, like, low key of control. Yeah. Um, and this is what I think a lot about when you share your story is you're teaching mm -hmm. teenagers to have an internal low key of control. So there's basically, Excellent. I'm sure you know, but for, our, for people who aren't familiar with the, the term, mm -hmm. like it's basically an external low key of control. Like my life happiness, my conditions are circumstantial based upon the environment around me. Yes. You can think politics, you can think government, you can think blah, 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 blah whatever mm -hmm. the weather, you know, like, these people can be happy in the perfect circumstance. Yeah. Doesn't happen often. Internal low key of control is I will take my external environment and I will make it into something beautiful. And my happiness, my, like they take responsibility for everything, right? Totally. These are yes. people who end up being uber successful in life because they can take lemon and make lemonade, right? They can mm -hmm. take something perceivably bad and make something incredible out of it. Yeah. And, you know, in your own personal journey, whether it's health, wellness, parenting, entrepreneurialism, whatever, you know, that's important, that low key of control. But because yes. I've always had great parents, I've always had a pretty internal low key of control. So, so I'm, I'm Italian. So like yes. Yes. when I started um, sharing with my family, we we're going to do the snack brand, like, mm. like you ever want to like test <laughs> your self-confidence, like go share a business idea and yeah. Italian aunties and just yeah. watch them shred into you. And I, and I was like, at listening to them lovingly, listening yeah. to the point, yes. not, not yes. fighting it because you don't do that. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I must be, I must, get, I'm gonna crush this because they're not facing yes. me at all right now. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that internal low key of control. And to your it point, is. like I have this amazing daughter who was brought mm. into my life from very different circumstances. Yeah. So I have an opportunity to help her develop that low key yes. of control internally yes. or that necessity. That you don't have to be X, Y, and Z to others. You need to really just be okay with who you are. Um, and one of our favorite quotes is, be yourself, the world will adjust. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even and for us as adults, we need to we need to take that on board and be ourselves and be just stay in that unique, you know, unique uh, place that we are in. I know that for me, when I started this journey as well, coaches were telling me, but you can't coach teens and coach parents. And I said, who says so? I love that. I said, who says? Watch who me. Says yeah. Watch me do it. Love you. You know, so You're yeah, wrong. definitely. <laughs> to bring it back to my original like point and question that was like, yes. you know, you, there are a lot of people, I mean, I, I feel that way that you go through life and you have those moments, right? And yes. 
there's a lot to be said here. Um, but some of it's like, you want to give them the tools to mm. know how to get themselves out. But also, would the mountaintops look as good if you never experienced mm. a valley? Exactly. Exactly. So sometimes exactly. that's okay. And I want my daughter to know what low feels like under my roof. Yeah. Or we can safely, you know, get out of the uh, the vat of ice cream and, and go yeah. for a walk. Right. I yeah. want to teach her how to how to come out of those moments mm -hmm. um, in a safe space. So it, yes. it, it's interesting because I, I think a lot of times, and you said this perfectly with the listening part and how parents mm -hmm. have a hard time listening is because yeah. we want to swoop in and be the savior. Yes. We want to be the solution. Yes. But by being the solution, we are enabling the problem. Yeah. Because we're not, especially with teenagers, like you shared before the call, like there's a place for that yeah. at like yeah. five or three when they're about to throw themselves in a pool. And mm -hmm. mm -hmm. but it's not at 13 when they're no. learning how to navigate this world. And that's yes. where we as parents have to have an internal shift. Yeah. So I want to lead that back into like one or two more questions. Mm -hmm. When you're when you're starting to notice your children are at that age. So I guess mm -hmm. when does that start to happen? Where you start mm -hmm. to notice, okay, like I need to, I need to stop parenting and I need to start coaching. My yeah, yeah. Um, and then, what are like some of the telltale signs that that's happening? And what's like a tip or two for a parent to be like, Ooh. okay, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a, it's a great question because there is no specific age because every child is different. Some children start as early as ten. My son, who is twenty now, he started as early as ten. As early as ten, he was already telling me back off or, you know, I don't want to talk about something now or yeah. questioning me more than he used to before. Um, so those are the little telltale signs you start to get. So, so what happens is a lot of times when we start getting those pushbacks, we start to react. Why are they being rude? Why are they being naughty? But those are the telltale signs that we need to shift gears in our parenting. Wow. That's it's when it moves from anyway. parenting to coaching, nice. where we're then asking questions. And more, it's it's more question-led parenting than saying instructing, do what I say, or you know, and it's more of a dialogue. Those are a, a few of those things. But once they start pushing back, you know that that's the time to change, to change gears. And when you change gears, you can even tell them that you know what, I've I've observed these things, these changes. I've observed you doing these things, and I think what it's it, it's telling me that you're becoming a teenager and I appreciate it. I've, I'm reading a lot about it or I've learned a lot about this. What that conversation does to your teenagers is mind blowing. It makes them recognize that you can see them and that you're not passing judgment on them because at this stage, they're confused. Mm -hmm. They're really like their body's changing, their emotions, their hormones are going all over the place. So they're actually not even too certain about themselves. So you, for parents coming in that angle to say, I noticed these are, uh, you know, these changes and I want us to go through this journey together. That's a beautiful thing that any teenager will want to hear because then they can, they can relax and say, oh, okay. So I don't this, need all the answers. I, yes. I don't have all the answers and it's actually okay. Yeah. That's good. My mom, my dad, they're not perfect, but they they're with me. me. They yeah. got, they, they, they yeah. got me. They've got my back. And so those are a few of the things to just then, say and shift into what we're into and we should be okay with when they have those tantrums we should be okay with when those when they have those mood swings i remember i used to have those mood swings when i was a little, a younger a teenager i remember i used to want to stay in my room and that's what a lot of teenagers do today and that's what a lot of teenagers well that's what a lot of parents complain about but that's okay it's the teenage years they're trying to find out who they are Yep. So a few of the tips that I will add to this is be patient with them. They're, they're in this journey. They've never been a teenager before. So they're worried. They're thinking, what kind of a teenager am I going to be? So just I would encourage parents to really be patient with their teenagers. Sometimes our teenagers will forget to do things, and that's okay. Don't immediately go into you're being disrespectful for forgetting it or then yelling at them or taking away their phones just before, just because they forgot something. So you're talking directly to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. It's awesome. It's, it's very important because it, it really does help. Everything that we do as parents helps our teenagers become who they're going to become. Yeah. 
And so that's why I encourage parents. Yes, we're going to have our off days. No parent is perfect. I'm not perfect either. We're going to have those off days. But I think it's important to, when we have those off days, to work on the repair. Um, I think I said that earlier on, and I'm saying that again, because that is really the core of parenting teenagers. And it does give them the, 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 um, the templates to yeah. then be like that to other people. You know, and I think that's the key. One of my quotes about parenting is that parenting is more than a role. It's a behavior. It's a template of character. That's it's awesome. a relationship. That's really what I define parenting as. So with those tips, that would really help um, um, parents um, as they start to see those changes. Um, as I said, it, the changes could start from 10. It could start from 13. It, it really depends on our children. And so I encourage parents to observe, learn our children, study our children so that you know, because one sibling, one child will be different from the other. Of course. Yeah. 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 That's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's a fun journey to go on together for sure. And um, I have a picture of my daughter, like her ball yeah. picture sitting right yes. here. So yes. It's just, it's cool, man. Uh, I appreciate that. That was a really good practical tip. Thank you. Thank you. I usually end our podcast by saying, if you could give parents one tip, they could take it to the future. But I think you've, you've, you've satisfied <laughs> that requirement. Um, as we wrap, I would yes. love for you to share you know, what projects you're working on now. I know you mentioned the course, where people can find you, because I'm going to yes. take all that and link it down below. Okay. Um, so yes, where do you live on, on the socials? <laughs> on social media, I'm very, um, I'm very prominent on Instagram. So I've got my Instagram page at Parenting Teen Solutions. Um, I've also got a, uh, a Facebook group, Parenting Teen Solutions. Uh, I've got my page, my own personal page on Instagram at Fina Chichi. Um, I'm on YouTube. One of my aims this year is to be more present on YouTube because that's that's one area that I'm working on because I have lots of videos on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, okay. just repurpose them, put them on YouTube. So I'm, I'm on YouTube at Parenting Teen Solutions and at Fina Chichi. I'm also on Udemy, as you, you found me on Udemy with a course for, for teenagers, um, how to manage um, negative peer pressure. Um, and I have lots of lots of courses. I've got a link tree address on my Instagram page okay. with lots of the courses that I have for parents. Parents, I have a new course called Parenting the New a New Teenager. So for parents of queens who are about to be teens or parents of new teens. I've got an online course um, for them and just various different other video courses um, 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 that I have. I do coaching. I do um, one-off coaching, group coaching, uh, family coaching as well. I, I do. Um, so, yeah, that's, with my details, uh, parents can contact me and we can do this journey and, and, and do this journey together. And as a parent of teenagers as well, um, we're all in this journey together. Um, and so I think that that's really important for many parents to know that as well. Yeah. That's Thank awesome. you so much. Thank yes. You. Well, I'm excited to watch this grow and, and you're already very successful. So I, I've been playing this with this idea. So I'm just going to commit publicly. Mm. I'm going to start doing like a live once a month um, okay. and, ha and have like certain uh, of our podcast guests on to answer like live questions to our audience. Mm -hmm. So um, nice. I will, with your permission, graciously put you in that queue because I think okay. it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like it, thank it's, you. it's so niche what you uh, work on specifically mm -hmm. and so needed. And yeah. I know you're across the pond, as they say. So yes. I, I would love to uh, get some of our, uh, your American neighbors to ask you some questions. Because I'm sure yes. totally over here in America, we struggle with this. <laughs> yes, I know. So it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> My favorite part about talking to people, I was talking yes. to someone in South Africa earlier, and I'm like, "Oh, you struggle with this?" Right, yes, <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's um, it's everywhere. I think one last thing I just want to share. I don't think I, I mentioned it. Is one of the biggest things that I look at and I tell parents is always think of of relationship over rules. So think about relationship before you think about rules. Rules are good. Rules are very good because they 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 help guide and you know with the boundaries but when you focus on relationship first before rules rules become an easy thing to be followed so that's that's what i thought i'd share that's awesome yeah. i Thank love you. that yes and it gives you a foundation right yes. like uh, i've recently come across this concept or rediscovered the concept of first principles so mm -hmm. there's like taking you know the thing and then yes. like you said like 
tip of the iceberg analogy again, yes. like with the listening. So taking the thing, but then dialing it down to like its actual core principles. Yes. Yeah. And that's the type of thinking we need to instill in children so that they can discern the world because yes. the, the circumstances in 10, 20 years are not yes. going to be what they have now. And it's exactly. not what you had as a kid. So exactly. teaching them how to navigate that specific thing is yes. a mood. It does, does them a disservice. Yes. Teaching them how to get to first principles and then use their core foundational beliefs to navigate those. Navigate, well, yeah. Now we can solve anything. Totally. And that's what we need to be teaching them because totally. they're going to have to fix the problems that we're creating in three decades. Yeah, we're yeah, true, true. <laughs> I yes. can't even teach people how to use chat GPT. Stephen, you are amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate I, you. I appreciate you being here. I shared with mm -hmm. you my affinity to your name and yes, yes. In the spiritual vernacular that I'm familiar with Seraphina mm. or Seraphin is like the highest angel. And I feel like mm. the work you are doing is like earth angel vibes to teenagers. Oh, and I, I, I really appreciate that the way you Thank show up you. in this world. Um, I'm so gracious. I got to meet your daughter and say hello. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I know mine got to say hi. I'm just, yes, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful Thank daughter. You. Yes. I really appreciate the way you know, our kids get to show up because of watching us. We think exactly. that we have to be perfect, but honestly, by just being raw and showing them the imperfections, you're really showing them how to be human. The, the so best sorry. and the worst of what it is to be human. And then they can decide for themselves who they want to be. And if they can navigate that better then good for them. Right. I can always just do the best we can. Right. Um, so, so thank you again, Fina, for being on. We appreciate thank you. you. Parents, this is what, oh, thank you, girl. This has been the best journey. I just want to say thank you guys for showing up week after week and uh, giving us love. It's literally for you guys that um, we show up, we go out and find amazing parents like Fina with these cool specifications to help just help us get 1% better because that's really what we're here to do. Um, you guys are already doing the most amazing job. So just appreciate you showing up and being the best versions of you. And even when that's not the best, that's okay, right? Because it's a journey. So, Thank you all for being here. Um, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. It's been so like beautiful and heartwarming to me to wake up every day and just see the new subscribers. And, you know, we're very new. We've been doing this a month. So um, I'm pretty excited about, about the growth. And I just want to say thanks to you guys. So until the next perfect time, everyone, stay beautiful, stay inspired. Bye. Take care. Bye.